Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the fourth Sunday of Lent, celebrating the second scrutiny for the elect. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Cesarius of Arles. He was born in the year 470 and died in the year 543. He spent 40 years of his life as Bishop of Arles, an important political, industrial, and theological center near present-day Marseille. In his day, he was known as a gifted and popular preacher whose theology is steeped in the thought of St. Augustine. Much of Cesarius's preaching was grounded in various Old Testament events, as well as the Gospels, and often linked to the prayers of Israel in the Psalms. And now, from St. Cesarius of Arles, an excerpt from his sermon 172, entitled, On the Man Born Blind, wherein he reflects on Scripture from the Gospel according to St. John, proclaimed at Mass this Sunday. When the Gospel was just read, dearest brethren, we heard that Jesus gave sight to the man who was blind from birth. Why do you wonder? Jesus is the Savior. If Jesus is the Savior, he did something in keeping with his name, for by his kindness he restored what he had given to a lesser degree in the womb. Now when he made his eyes less powerful, surely he did not make a mistake, but he deferred it for the miracle. Do you perhaps say to me, how do you know this? We have heard it from him. For when the disciples questioned Jesus Christ, saying, Lord, who has sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? He replied to them, Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but the works of God were to be shown in him. Behold, 
Why Christ Delayed When He Made the Eyes Less Powerful in the Womb Do not think, brethren, that the parents of that blind man had no sin, and that the man himself, when he was born, did not contract original sin. Because of the fact of original sin, even very little children are baptized. However, that blindness was not due to the sin of his parents, nor due to the sin of the blind man, but in order that the glory of God might be made manifest in him. For when we are born, we all contract original sin. And still, we are not born physically blind. That blind man, brethren, was prepared as a salve for the human race. He was bodily restored to light, in order that by considering his miracle, we might be enlightened in heart. Now, although the blind man was illuminated, he still erred. Perhaps you may say, in what did he err? First of all, because he thought Christ was a prophet. Then we heard his reply, which without any doubt is false, for he said, We know that God does not hear sinners. If God does not hear sinners, what hope do we have? Or why do we pray? Do not be afraid, brethren. That man who said that God does not hear sinners was still blind in heart, and he lied. He was indeed bodily enlightened, but was still blind in spirit. If God does not hear sinners, where is that publican who went up to the temple with the Pharisee? While that Pharisee was boastful, publishing his own merits, the publican stood afar off and kept his eyes fixed on the ground, striking his breast and confessing his sins. And he departed from the temple justified rather than that Pharisee. Surely, God hears sinners, brethren. However, the man who said that had not yet washed the face of his heart in Siloam. The mystery had gone ahead in his eyes, but the benefits of grace had not yet affected his heart. He had, indeed, received bodily sight, but had not yet recovered the eyes of his heart. When, then, did the blind man recover the eyes of his heart? When he was sent out by the Jews. He found the Lord, who admitted him to himself. He found him, surely because he looked for him. And he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? And the blind man replied, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, I am he who speaks with you. 
The blind man did not hesitate. He immediately washed the face of his heart and he saw. To recover bodily sight, he washed his face in Siloam. In order to see with the eyes of his heart, he believed in Christ the Lord. The pool of Siloam typified our Lord and Savior because Siloam is interpreted as one who has been sent. Who is the one who has been sent except Christ who said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And again, I do the will of my Father who sent me. For this reason, Christ was that pool of Siloam. That blind man listened and adored and believed. He washed his face and with his bodily eyes saw Christ the Lord. Now, in order to effect cures, our Lord only spoke and did nothing with his hands. As a result of this, there was open calumny among the Jews, because they falsely accused him when he spoke, just as though the Jews themselves did not speak on the Sabbath. We might say that not only on the Sabbath, but on no day did the unhappy ones speak, since they withdrew from praises of the true God. In reality, how can they speak when they have denied the word of God and there is fulfilled in them what Christ had predicted concerning them? Let dumbness strike their lying lips, that they speak insolence against the just in pride and scorn. This was especially prophesied concerning Christ and the Jews. Therefore, Christ spat on the ground and made clay with the spittle. In the ground we understand the law, and grace is designated in the spittle. What does the law effect without grace, O unhappy Jews? What does the ground do without the spittle of Christ? What does the law do without grace, except make men still more guilty? Why? Because the law knows how to obey, but not how to help. The law can point out sin, but it cannot take away sin from the man. Therefore, let the spittle of Christ go down to the ground and gather together the earth. Let he who made the earth remake it, and he who created it reform and recreate it. Likewise, in the spittle is understood the word of God his real human body on earth. For this reason, let the spittle of Christ come down in order that the earth may be gathered up. Let the grace of Christ come in order that the law may be fulfilled. He made clay with the spittle 
What is spittle mixed with clay except the incarnate word? That blind man presented an image of the whole human race, and therefore the spittle was mixed with clay, and the blind man was made to see. The word became incarnate, and the world was illumined. Now, beloved brethren, since we in Christ have recovered the eyes of the heart which we had lost in Adam, let us give abundant thanks to him who deigned to enlighten us to behold him without any preceding merits on our part. Let us endeavor with as much strength as we can and with his help to open our eyes to the good and close them to evil, according to what the prophet begs of the Lord when he says, Turn away my eyes from seeing what is vain, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. St. Cesarius of Arles, pray for us. Let us pray. O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. <laughs>